Monday yet again for you Pittsburgh Steelers fans. It's the DK Steelers podcast here. I am Chris Carter doing the solo host thing as Dale and Dayon are wrapping things up at Heinz Field. Check out Morning Java. They'll be doing that right here on the DK Podcast Network as well as on DKPittsburghSports.com. Guys, the Steelers played a great game and they blew out an opponent. And the Cincinnati Bengals, 36-10 to at Heinz Field Sunday evening. We're going to be recapping all the great things from this win and all the talking points that we could talk, that we could muster, and uh, get you ready for that. And don't forget, you can catch our full coverage of the game on DKPittsburghSports.com, where you subscribe right now. You can subscribe for a month for $4.99 or for an entire year for $39.99. Great deals to be had. A great subscription that will get you coverage of the Steelers, the Pirates, the Penguins, Pitt, Penn State, and Duquesne all on one website with all the great features that we do throughout the week. But let's talk about this game. The Steelers, the defense comes out and dominates. And we'll get to Ben in a second. We'll get to Ben in a second. But we got to talk about the fact that they held the the Bengals to zero. And I mean zero for 13 on third downs. That's spectacular. I don't think I remember that ever happening in a game where a team didn't get a single third down conversion. The Bengals were two of three on fourth down. One of those, of course, were a fake punt when the game was basically over. But who cares? They were able to shut down everything that the Bengals wanted to do. There was one big play that Cam Sutton gave up where he kind of fell asleep on a deep route to T. Higgins. The uh, Steelers were able to lock that up, and then eventually they gave up a touchdown. But after that, there was nothing for Joe Burrow to do. And got to give credit to him. He hung in there. He was tough. He was slinging it. He's, he, was playing, he was playing really strong. But, again, the Steelers are just that much better of a team. Burrow finished 21 of 40 for 213 yards and a touchdown. It didn't matter how how well he played because the Steelers were all over him. Terrell Edmonds led the team with eight tackles. Robert Spillane had had, had a sack. T.J. Watt two sacks in this game, two huge sacks. Also, they got coming in the late in the first half to push the Bengals out of field goal range. Bud Dupree got a sack. The Steelers finished with four on the day. But Joe Bur- Joe, I'm sorry, no, Joe Hayden, excuse me. Had four tackles, but three passes defense. They kept trying to test him, and he was not letting it happen. Cameron Sutton had four tackles himself, and he had a forced fumble on a, for a third straight week in a row. That's three straight gains for Cameron Sutton, y'all. Three straight. Huge stuff from him there. Um, also, we saw a forced fumble by uh, uh, not Tyson Alulu, Ola Adini on special teams. He came up big there. The defense came out and was dominant early. But the offense was struggling to start the game, but that went away over time. This team continues to be able to throw the ball efficiently. This is a different Ben Roethlisberger than we have ever seen. I've said that several times this season. I said it before the season that this is what we were, this is what we were looking at, that we could potentially see the Steelers be truly efficient on offense and make it tough for opponents to to um to have to deal with all the different options they have because Ben Roethlisberger he's not going out there and saying hey I'm just gonna throw it to Antonio Brown because he's my savior and I'm he's gonna he's gonna make play big plays for me he's coming out and saying okay what's the defense in all right let's attack the soft spot here let's attack the soft spot there this is QB one type of stuff. He finishes this game with 333 passing yards, going 27-46, and four touchdowns and zero deceptions. Now, granted, there was one pass he threw that should have been pick six by Jesse Bates, but it wasn't, so who cares? Um, Ben Roethlisberger, 
this guy, I mean, seriously, we, and we'll discuss this later in the week, but is he pushing himself into MVP conversations? Because right now, he is the, the Steelers' MVP going forward uh, because he's been, he's been cash money. He has not been a huge letdown for this team at all. Um, and again, the offense is flowing through him. There was no ground game in this game. For a third straight game in a row, there was no ground game. And that's concerning, and we'll get to that later in the week. But Ben Roethlisberger, just each week, he seems to come out and find, hey, what, are they, what do they like to do? What are they trying to do? Okay, I'm going to go this way. I'm going to go that way. Uh, oh, you try to bring heat from this way? I'm going to step up in the pocket. I'll make a throw to Juju Smith-Schuster. A really solid day for him. Continues to show that he has a good rapport with, with his receiving core. And again, spreading the ball around. Uh... He, he had three receivers with more than 10 targets. Deontay Johnson, 11 targets, six catches, 116 yards, and a touchdown. Juju Smith-Schuster, 13 targets, nine catches, 77 yards, and a touchdown. Chase Claypool, 10 targets, four catches, 56 yards, and two touchdowns. Also had Ebron with uh, two catches for 38. James Washington for two catches for 30. James Conner had two for 12. And Raven McLeod, two for four. But McLeod also had a really good day returning the ball. Liked what you saw what you saw out of him because uh, he was really putting it together on punt returns. He took four for 60 yards, including a 42-yarder. Um, that, was, uh, that was really impressive to set up the Steelers' final touchdown in the game. Also returned three uh, kickoffs for, for 49 yards. He continues to look like a great pick up there. Special teams, after struggling last week, they bounced back in a huge way. Uh, Jordan Berry punted seven times in this game. He averaged around about 49.3 yards per punt. That's a really good number. He had a boomer of a 62-yarder at one point. Four of them landed inside the 20. He played really well. Chris Boswell, three of three in field goals, uh, three of three in extra points. Great day for him. I mean, this was all around a very good showing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Again, Ben Roethlisberger being efficient, um, and uh, and you look at it too. He didn't take a single sack in this game. I think that's another big thing as well as we're talking about the offensive line and the inability to run the ball. They sure are protecting him back there, and it's looking really good uh, for him moving forward. And again, the defense, Joe Burrow, first time they're, 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 they, he faces them, and uh, they, they kind of say, hey, Welcome to Pittsburgh, buddy. It's the AFC North. You better get used to it. He finishes 21 of 40 for 213 yards and a touchdown. Good showing an effort by Joe Burrow, but just you, you saw how outmanned he was. The offensive line wasn't there. The running game wasn't there. The receivers, I mean, you got talented receivers, but this is why when I was asked before this before this game started, um, who was, you know, if who whose receiving core was deeper, and I said, absolutely, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, a lot of big talk in there. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to do talk more things about this game and just different takeaways that I'm doing. And then, of course, we're going to go to Showtime for the final segment. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline.
on the DK Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Now, we got to talk about this run game because it is concerning for the Steelers. For a third straight week, the Steelers don't get 50 yards on the ground. That's not good. James Conner finished with 13 carries for 36 yards. Uh, Benny Snell, 3 for 12. Uh, Raymond McLeod had a negative yards, had a negative one yards. Claypool had negative three. That's 44 on the day. Not good at all. The, where has this run game gone? That was looking very good to start this season. I think it goes to what I was saying. I think this group might be tired or trying to figure something out. Um, maybe David DeCastro is not playing well. Maybe they need to get Kevin Dotson in there. Now, granted, Kevin Dotson, a late development, wasn't able to be at this game because he was put on the team's reserve COVID-19 list. Uh, we'll see how that plays out moving forward. Uh, but, you know, and you look at the first five games of the season for the Steelers. They had over 100 yards in each of them. 141 against the Giants. 109 against the Broncos. Had 169 against the uh, against the Texans. And, you know, that has fallen off in the last three games. Uh, even against the Titans, really. Uh, in the last four games, I guess. The Titans, they got 94. That's acceptable. You know, you fall just sort of 100, that that's okay. But 48 against the Ravens, 46 against the Cowboys, now 44 against the Bengals. That is not acceptable by any means. And that's going to be something that when you play down the line and you're playing in playoff games and big games that matter, you're going to need to be able to take the pressure off Ben Roethlisberger at some point. Um, and... Uh, you know, I do, I do think that could come back to bite them. But again, they're finding ways to win while they're not able to do those things. That's huge in the in this business because in the NFL, when you can't do something that you're that that, that you should be able to depend on, and then you're going to start to lose games, you're going to start to you know be panicking and say, okay, how we how do we mitigate it? They've mitigated it by continuing to play extremely well in their passing offense and being efficient with the football with Ben Roethlisberger. Um, I, again, I do think it needs to come back at some point, but the fact that they're, they have plenty of time to figure it out, and again, they're 9-0. and Say they take some time to figure it out and they lose two games at some point this year. You're going to be mad at them for being 14-2? and Like, they're, they're, fin- they're, they're looking really strong right now. So, yes, the run game is concerning. Um, they were averaging 129, uh, basically uh, almost 130 yards per game on the ground. Um, going into going in, into uh, their game against the Ravens three weeks ago, but uh, since playing the Ravens, the Cowboys, and the Bengals, um, they've averaged. Hold on, doing the quick math: forty-six yards per game. That's not good. That's horrible. That's trash. That's the that that would be the worst in the NFL right now. Um, and, uh, and and again, that's concerning. You got to wonder what's going on, James Conner. I mean, Derek Watt was even back for this game because that was something that I, even I thought that might help them get the run, get the run game going, but it really hasn't so far. Um, and uh, that that is something that Mike Tomlin, Randy Feekner, and everybody's going to have to take a look at moving forward. Now, again, you know, 130 130-ish yards would put them right around the bottom of the top ten. Uh, you know, 130 yards per game, put it right around the top 10. Uh, but, you know, 46 yards per game, that would put them below. Now, these numbers are not including today's, which would drop this even further. But right now, but going into this game, they were averaging 109 yards uh, per per game. So that's uh, that's going to take a big hit in this one. They'll, pro- they'll probably drop closer to 100 total, um, which will put them, you know, further down. I think they were right, right in the middle of the league. Now they're going to be probably in the lower half again of the league. Uh, when it comes to uh, rushing yards per game, um, but the passing 
it's it is there. It's making up for it. And this is what you this is what you were saying when you said, "Hey, just get Ben Roethlisberger back, and things will be fine." Uh, well, they're they they they're doing that now. Uh, he's back, and the offense still looks fine. Um, they were averaging twenty nine point four points per game coming into this. Uh, thirty six. That's gonna up that up. I mean, that might get them up to thirty points per game. I mean, that's the crazy part here, right? We were talking for uh, for like the past five years when this when the Steelers had Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell and all those guys. They were supposed to. We were talking about thirty points per game, thirty points per game. That's the that was the marker that we were waiting for the hit. They never did. Well, they're very close to it now, and again, it's because Ben Roethlisberger is extremely efficient with the football. He's 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 fine. He's reading defenses. He's doing the things that we've been saying for years that he needed to do to make this a complete team. And uh, right now, they, I mean, again, the running game's not there right now, but everything else is. The passing, the pass protection, the receiving, the stopping the run. Um, they're stopping the pass, they're rushing the passer. They're doing the things that you're asking them to do. Um, I really, I really look at this game and I see, man, this is another example of how good this 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 team is because, um, you know, the the Bengals, they're a bad team, but the Steelers showed, hey, we have all these different ways to beat you. You can try to take away one, but eventually it's gonna all come back to you and bite you in the butt. Um, and it, and it did, it really did. They, they thought that, you know, they could take away Juju Smith-Schuster and early on in the game. One thing I will say, the Bengals were selling out to stop the run. They were charging forward. They were saying, Ben Roethlisberger, come beat us. And that was something that they did. I want to say two years ago. Now this is before, of course, Zach Taylor joined the team, but two years ago in that final game of the season where Ben Roethlisberger looked very shaky and the Steelers needed to win that game to have a shot if the Ravens lost to make the playoffs. Um, so this is the end of 2018. Um, but the the Bengals in that game were used to were just selling out to stop the run and say, and saying, hey, Ben Roethlisberger beat us down the field without Antonio Brown because that was the game that he you know intentionally skipped. Um, but uh, you know, but when that when when that and when that happened, Ben Roethlisberger wasn't able to wasn't able to beat them in that game. Well, they tried that again this game and he shredded them. Uh, I'm telling you, man. Ben's on a tear. Deontay Johnson looking smooth coming in out coming in and out of his routes. Still really impressive. I still want to tell everyone that told that said that Juju Smith Schuster was a number two wide receiver. You can go straight to you know what because that man is balling. He reminds me of Heinz Ward the way that he's physical. And I know it seems very cliche to say he reminds me of Heinz Ward, but guess what? He does. He blocks. He runs through people. He makes catches in traffic. And you see him just get up and just the joy and him celebrating with the teammates, uh, doing a great job. Chase Claypool. Two to get good catches in the end zone, fighting through guys. He's playing very well. Eric Ebron coming in with a big one-handed grab on a third down. I mean, just and again, James Washington. He had a big th- he had a big conversion where he caught the ball underneath and then spun a guy spun a guy around and was able to get big yards off of it for 16. Um, that's that's five legitimate receiving options that you got to be concerned about. And Vance McDonald's in in uh you know in quarantine right now Ray McLeod could still get some some work into this thing James Conner wasn't even really a part of this game uh, that 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 you can't cover everybody and Ben Roethlisberger seems to finally understand how to maximize the fact that you can't cover everybody and that's what he did to pick apart the Bengals in this game um again we'll wait to see what's going on with the offensive line I wrote a Carter's classroom about it um, for last week and that a lot of it was just the basics and I'm going to look further at this tape to see what's going on with the ground game, you know, but if it's back to the basics again, it's going to, it's going to make me question a few things like, Hey, what happened here? What stopped, 
Um, you know, what, what stops? Because they were doing all these things early on in the season. Are they tired? Are they just being inconsistent? Is it the lack of, you know, maybe as physical practices? Because the Steelers have said, we're not trying to, you know, punish our guys right now. Maybe that's part of it. But something has to be figured out over the next, I'd say, four or five weeks. Because you want to hit that final stretch of home games, or not, home, not just home games, but the final stretch of regular season games, figuring out what's going on in the run game so that when the playoffs come, whether or not they're the bye week or they're not the bye week or whatever happens, that you're going to be um, able to run the ball on opponents and put get, put teams away that are trying to also, when I say they're going to be in the playoffs, I mean they're going to be in the playoffs. They've got nine win, nine out of nine wins. They're 9-0. and There's no doubt in my mind, especially in a year with seven playoff teams, they've made the playoffs already. Now it's just about, hey, what kind of positioning do you want to get? Can you get the one seed? And if if they don't expand it to eight teams, can the one seed be the team? You know, can they get the one seed, use the bye week to get healthy, and then come out and play their best football in the playoffs? Because that's the crazy thing about this whole game, right? I, I, and you might be thinking this too. I don't think they played their best game against the, against these Bengals. The offense came out slow. They weren't able to figure it out. They didn't run the ball. Uh, the passing game eventually made it not matter. But there's still things that this team can clean up. And I think that's the scariest part of them because if you if if they if they get, if they get cleaned up and we see how well coached this team is, we see how they've cleaned up so many other things over the past few years, um, and we've seen how they've improved in different departments as uh, you know in the middle of seasons in the past. If they do clean that up, I mean, where's the weakness on this team right now? You have to say, okay, well, recently they haven't been able to run the ball, but if that's your only weakness because they stopped the run. They stopped the pass. They turned. They forced turnovers. They got two more first turnovers in this game. They uh, they rushed the passer. They cover well. Well, again, where's your weakness? What are you poking at them with? Um, and, and right now, it's hoping that you can take away a passing game and then not allow the run game. But again, the, the passing game is working. They're they're you know Ben Roethlisberger's seeing everything. And I think this is part of what Randy Figures helped him to do is to attack horizontally is more you can attack vertically you can hit the deep shots but when you stretch people out there are things that defenses have to give up because of schematic schematics and defense and and how and how things have to be played in today's nfl you can you can work your way to figuring out where the soft spots are and attack if you have a good arm and ben has a very good arm right now so all that being said Steelers sure they got stuff to clean up especially in the run run offense but everything else they're looking pretty solid. And guys, your Steelers are 9-0. Enjoy it. We're going to take one more break here. When we come back, it's showtime. All that right after this. All right, y'all, it's the Showtime segment. You know, at the, en- at the end of the week, we always predict who are going to be our game ball winners for your Steelers. But then we also give you some fantasy football advice. So this is where we're going to kind of recap where we went with things. I'm going to start with the first game ball. You know, I always say I don't want to cheat with these game balls because I could give them to I could give a game ball to Ben every week. But uh, I-, I didn't predict that he was going to win my- one of my game balls. And uh, he gets the first one. Four touchdowns, zero interceptions, 333 yards. Just a true field commander, a true captain on offense. 
that's doing everything you, you, and, and more that you could ask of him. Great stuff from Ben Roethlisberger. He absolutely has to get your first game ball in this game. Now, I could give a few game balls everywhere because there were just a lot of different plays that were really being made. But one game ball prediction that I made that was correct was Joe Hayden. This guy, three pass breakups, was always in position. Anytime that Joe Burrow thought he was going to get something going, Joe, Joe Hayden was shutting it down. Joe Hayden, you get my second game ball. He was predicted to be one of my game ball guys. Um, and uh, I thought he really came up big. Now, my other game ball prediction was Eric Ebron. He didn't, I mean, he made a really good play. He made two really good plays, uh, converted, uh, you know, turn, moved the chains twice in his two catches. But um, I, I, I look at this and I say, um, I say, man, you know, you, you could go on offense. You could say Juju with the way that he played. You could say Claypool with his two touchdowns. You could say Johnson with his leading the team in receiving in 116 yards. Uh, I, but I feel like I gotta say TJ Watt. I mean, two sacks, uh, constantly a constant presence in the run game, four tackles in there. Um, Terrell Edmonds would get an honorable mention here, eight tackles. He was all over the field. Uh, again, not making too many plays on the football itself, but always being in position to close in on things and making things work. Robert Spillane also gets an honorable mention. He, he had a sack, five tackles, um, a quarterback hit in, in this game. Um, you know, that's, he, he continues to look solid. Avery Williamson came out, but it was like, you didn't need him at that point. So, um, heck of a job by him, Bud Dupree, he had another sack and two quarterback hits in this game. Um, you know, Cam Sutton had a, a third straight game with a forced fumble, but I'm giving it to TJ Watt, two sacks, um, by him, huge game by him. So my three game balls, Ben Roethlisberger, Joe Hayden, TJ Watt, there you have it for your Steelers game balls for this week. But we also got to talk about who are were who were the top fantasy performers this this weekend? And man, there were some really good standouts in in these games. Tom Brady went off in his week, but but you kind of know that he's gonna play well. Kyler Murray outdueled, uh, 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 excuse me, uh, Josh Allen. Um, he threw a hail mary pass at the end, but he also again this is what he does. He ran in, he ran for two touchdowns. He run, the offense of the Cardinals runs through him. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, just who, what fool traded that guy? I, I, you know, that Bill O'Brien guy, such a genius. Um, Daniel Jones ran for a, a I think it was a, like an 80 yard or not, 80, I think a 50 yard touchdown, something like that. So he put up big, big points there. I wouldn't count on that much moving forward. Two attack of Iloa had a decent week. Um, at the running back position, uh, you look at your normals like Alvin Kamara, Josh Jacobs, Ronald Jones, man, he continues to show up for the Buccaneers. 23 carries, 192 yards, and a touchdown. You thought that maybe he was getting uh, pushed away from from that from the starting spot before he showed up big in a game that they needed to win against the Carolina Panthers team that's been not good but pesky all season. Naheem Hines. For, uh, for the Colts, he had uh, 12 carries for 70 yards and a touchdown as well as a receiving touchdown on 45 receiving yards. DeAndre Swift for the Lions, 81 yards on the ground, also caught five passes for 68 yards and a touchdown. He's showing up big. The return of Nick Chubb also, 19 carries, 126 yards and a touchdown. But dang it, he ran out the one-yard line. Ah, killing me, Nick Chubb. 
Anyways, moving right forward in the receiver position, guys really stood up. Marquez Vault is standing, scalding. I mean, it's getting like it's just it's just the thing that he does. That Ben that Aaron Rodgers does. He can make a superstar out of so many wide receivers. Four catches for, for 149 yards and a touchdown. Big stuff for him. Hopkins, seven catches on 12 targets, 127 yards and a touchdown. And of course, the game-winning touchdown, jumping over three guys to do it. Believe it or not, though. That's the 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 number three and four guys in in, in fantasy points this uh, this week. Deontay Johnson at the receiver position. Deontay Johnson six of eleven, 116 yards and a touchdown. Chase Claypool ten of four for for 56 yards and two touchdowns. Both of them, I believe, this is non PPR. Get seven get a little over 17 points in the game. That that would make them the ranked third and fourth wide receivers in fantasy football going into Sunday night football. This is all being recorded, of course, before the Ravens play the Patriots. But all things all things point to a really good showing by them. T. Higgins, I mean, you got to give him props for the stats: seven of nine, 115 yards and a touchdown. Um, but also lost a fumble. Um, so there's there's that really good showing around um, all all around. Also, Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, the Steelers had three of the top ten fantasy wide receivers this week. Uh, again, this is all going into Sunday night and before Monday night football, but just showing how well they spread it around. But those were your surprise performances in fantasy football this weekend, and uh, that this was your showtime here on the DK Steelers podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the show. We appreciate you being part of our, our stuff here. Stay tuned on this on this podcast platform because we've got the DK uh, Daily Shot where Dan's going to parse on three different things he wants to talk about. We've got uh, all Noah's content uh, from Noah's No Doubters and all his betting advice. Then you also have his down memory lane. We also um, you know, ha- are going to be keeping th- this show going. You can also listen to the DKH2P podcast where, we're, where I'm breaking down everything pit over the weekends. Thanks so much for listening. Please subscribe. We're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts are hosted. And if you're enjoying it, please leave a five-star review with a positive comment. Doing that really helps out what we're doing here. And don't forget, subscribe to DKPittsburghSports.com. $4.99 for a month, $39.99 for a year. You get all of our great content, and you get to be part of what's become a great sports community here in the city of Pittsburgh. I'm Chris Carter. This has been the DK Steelers Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Be back in your ears tomorrow with Dale.